Hey everybody, so we're getting the podcast into high gear with a, a suite of interviews coming up for you. This is the first one I had with a 7th degree black belt master, Adrian Mahoney, instructor in Kingdom Taekwondo. We sit down and we talk, you know, his journey in Taekwondo, where he came from, where he's going. Uh, sit down with General Choi that he had, you know, uh, the umpiring. There's a whole suite of stuff in here and it's really, really interesting. It's a really, really fascinating conversation with somebody who's been involved in Taekwondo for, you know, nearly 40 years at this stage. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you like it. Um, like I said, there's a whole lot of these coming, um, so please enjoy them and uh, stay safe and all with everything that's going on in the world. Uh, look after yourselves. If you like the content, as always, give us a share and a like and a subscribe and all of that, and we'll keep push- pushing it out there for you. Okay, have fun. Take care. Bye-bye. Cool. Master Mahoney, how are you doing? You good? Good. It's great for you to take the time to chat, and you're the sort of guinea pig on this. This is the first Skype call I've done interview-wise, so... Um, yeah, I know we've been in the schedule at the minute, have doing nothing. You get me. <laughs> I'm very blessed. We're all very blessed. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat to chat to us and sort of in the times that we're in, it's nice to sort of get the community together and sort of talk about what we do and what we enjoy. And uh, you know, I think this is a good uh, opportunity and also a great opportunity for other people who mightn't be aware of all of the other instructors. And uh, you know, it's nice to get a different perspective. I I, I know you you've been in Taekwondo a long, long time, so I'm sure you'll have, uh, you know. A different perspective and, and 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 stuff that we just don't know that you've just picked up from years of being on the block you know so yeah. i think that'll be really really interesting so i mean yeah like let's 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 get into it so master uh, adrian o'mahony seventh degree black belt uh instructor in kingdom taekwondo's in kerry um international umpire and member of the ita board of directors have i missed other qualifications or anything else all-round good guy yeah <laughs> That's it. Cool, cool. So, I mean, tell me more about why why Taekwondo. Where did your Taekwondo journey start for people who don't know? Uh, started Taekwondo in 1982. Um, a couple of my mates. Um, where I lived, there was a, a little kind of a community center. And some of my mates had started in there was a guy who brought it to Kerry. He's now a master, Pat McCarthy, um, based in England. He was one of Mr. Walsh's, Mr. Aidan Walsh's students from Cork. Have a travel to Tralee and started working from here and open up a club. I'd done all the usual. I'd done the football, the soccer, the the, the boxing, all that. Um, you know, it, they were all stuff that I tried and they were okay at the time. Started Taekwondo and it was just, as I would say, literally, it, it's it's like, it's like uh, as the Australians would say, it's like Vegemite. You <laughs> either like it or you don't. And yeah. Once, once I got it, it it's, it's hooks into me, that was this. Um, it was an instant love affair then, which has kept me going this year, 38 years, do you know? So. Super, super achievement. 38 years is, a, you know, that, that's, that's some going. I mean, and what was it about Taekwondo? That, I mean, if you were doing all these other sports, what was the thing? Is there anything you can put your finger on and go, oh, it was this day or this moment? Or I think, I think what it was is... I suppose what I seen with other sports, other things, it was, especially in the early eighties, a lot of it was who you knew, who your parents were. You know, I'm from a big family. There's nine in my family. Wow. Um. So, like, you know, unemployment was a big thing here in Kerry at the time. So to me, it didn't matter what effort you gave in. It was kind of who you knew. Right. With Taekwondo, it didn't matter. If you, you put were... in the effort, you progressed, and um, that was that. It was it was that quite simple. Um, so it didn't it didn't show anything to 
um, anyone that was someone's son or someone's daughter. If you came yeah. in the work, you got the rewards. But that's simple. You came to grading. It didn't matter who you were. Yeah, you, yeah. Especially if, if if you've ever done any gradings with Mr. Aidan Walsh, that made no difference to him. You came sure. out, you performed, you were successful. You didn't perform. Yeah, it's something oh, I say to my students all the time. Take one of those very fair that way. You're either at the standard or you're not. Do you know what I mean? Well, uh, you can say it's very fair or it discriminates against everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a nice way of looking at it as well. I mean, cool. So, I mean, like, this is Kerry in the in the early 80s training away. And were you, were you, were you training in, in Tralee? Is that where the club was? Yeah, literally where, where, where I grew up is a place called Holly Park. And okay. it was a community centre there, St. Bridges Community Centre. And um, so I, I had 30 seconds to get to class. <laughs> so that might have helped as well. <laughs> yeah, and even then, as I as I got a bit older, Ness, um, like um, eighty six or so, I got a part time job as as a um, no, sorry, eighty 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 two, eighty three. I got a part time job working in a bar, so that was which is obviously not allowed now. Mm-hmm. Was um, so I interfered with the nights I was training, so I, I had to kind of miss it for a year or two. Right. And then I met one of the guys that was a um, red belt black tag at the time. And he said, yeah, I did change the nights. So I was like, woo, back at it straight away. And literally from then, I haven't stopped training. Great. <clears throat> Great. So, I mean, and like uh, nowadays when I look at the ITA and I look at the other organizations and I look at the, the standard of the ITF and the organization of everything, like, can you can you give us a sense of the difference between where we are now and where we were and where we've come from because a lot of people come and train nowadays might mightn't get that sense now and I, I know from talking to other instructors that it's just we're we're so much more on than where we were and um I, I suppose like what do you think what do you think the the, the 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 difference is now in the sense that we've we've come from it was really kind of tribal nearly in the way taekwondo was organized and it's a little bit more kind of it's a little bit more, uh, you know, professional nowadays. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Just kind of. That was actually my thesis for my seventh degree. <laughs> yeah, as, as that... I, where where I started and where we are now, because where I started was, um, would have been originally RITA. Okay. And then when when that had stopped, in the sense of the group the group we were with, the people we were with, had went with Grandmaster Heel Cho, Emma. Yeah. So it was hip twists, you know, just full-on power, terminology and information on Taekwondo was nothing. You know, we didn't do Taekwondo, we did a kind of a slap to the slide. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you didn't, you did the O's and stuff like that, but you you, you didn't, our terminology was basic, what we learned from Mr. Walsh, which was Yop Chaggy and stuff like that, that was basically it. Um, so then, I would say in 1995, we did a five-day IIC with uh, General Choi in Dublin with sure. Grandmaster Ree there and his son as their chaperone, uh, Andrew Ree. Um, and our minds were blown. This was a guy, <laughs> like, it's, it's okay, it, it's, it's like something you'd say, you, you, you were drinking from the source, from the well. Absolutely. Like, you could ask a question. And he, he, you knew he had the answer. I know a lot of us in the early days, the translation side, we, we couldn't get what he was saying because, again, the man's general choice language was Korean, not English. Mm-hmm. And if it was a question that was too 
I suppose, too, too um, academically worded, you were told to sit down. Because <laughs> you knew it wasn't going to get to him. And right. that was, that was the, the higher grade telling you to sit down, that was it. But just being around him, like you, you, that's why I've always loved, I've always loved from either being at a, a competition to being at an international competition, being to a seminar, you come away feeling that you need to learn more and you feel more invigorated. When you left after him, you just went, wow, I know nothing of take on this and a man that knows this. And mm. you just, right, at that stage, I bought the encyclopedia, the condensed encyclopedia. <clears throat> You, I bought the legacy CD that was out at the time. Okay. Spent hours just pressing stop, start, stop, start learning Hannah Toll set, net, yeah, yeah. terminology. You know, um, I suppose it just gave a, a, a new interpretation of it. And then to 1999, when we brought him in ourselves uh, in Trinity, mm -hmm. uh, tested myself that time for four degree, but didn't pass. But, you know, we were at, I won't say meetings, but you, you came to where it was his birthday at the time and there was a cake and all that. We were all there for that. Like you, you were just it's in nice, awe of the man, nice. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. That, that's like, you know, that's not a lot of people have had that opportunity or experience. Well, yeah, huge, you know? You know, yeah. And, and even then that was hitting 99, 2000. Yeah. I got my fourth week, 2000. We started to start to develop them because that's when we started to look at amalgamating different groups. Mm -hmm. with like-minded people that wanted to just train. Okay, there was stuff going on politically and all that stuff, but as the group, then we just started to, to, to push on with, listen, do you know what? Let's start training. Let's start making ourselves better. So we, a lot of our groups going to IICs, like as you know yourself, Master Weekly is, is like a permanent fixture at IICs at this Absolutely, day. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, you'd like the Mr. Ryan, Mr. Byrne heading to Poland to the summer camps, Master Buckley, the summer camps mm. and just coming back with so much knowledge but what was fantastic is getting the knowledge but passing it on to everybody else i was just gonna say yeah it's not like it was just i have this secret now and I, it makes me better and i can keep this edge on people it was just real you, you get that sense of knowledge share is really really strong Massive. So. look I, i've always said um, mr ryan will always say it and like i'd always say he's no disrespect to him he's like our poster boy for the ita <laughs> but he always said he said listen guys Kicking ability, flexibility, being good at what you're doing. There's no rocket science to it. If you want to go and put in the work, you can have it too. That's yeah. the difference. If you want to go in and put in the work, he's always said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will always say, oh, sorry, your kicking is fantastic. He said, well, go and do the work and so will yours. Yeah, it's amazing that the more the more I train, the luckier I get kind of philosophy. Um, yeah, and, and look, I have always said that. You know, people say, oh, you're very lucky. You're, 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 you're the grade you are. I said, yeah, you're dead right. I'm lucky I got up and I trained. I'm lucky that I I, <laughs> I, I went to the gym. I'm lucky I, I sought out people to train with. You're dead right. Luck is a massive part of play with us. <laughs> so, I mean, let me, let, me, let me go back in time then a bit. So, I mean, you're, you're training away in, in, in Tralee. When did, you, when did you take your first degree black belt? Um, <laughs> to check my certs, I'm, I'm lucky. Uh, obviously, I'm a single parent, but my living room is... Yeah, that's all the search on the wall. So Super. 92, 92. And that was in, in Ireland or did you have to travel for that? No, it was in Ireland. That was with Grandmaster Heel Show. Yeah. 1994, second degree with Heel Show. And then after that, the rest were ITF. Right, right. Very cool. Um, and coming through coming through the grades and early black belt grades, was there 
was there a big competitive scene like there is nowadays or was that you had one competition a year when i was a color belt and even up to the black belt one competition a year which was our national tournament um you know which for us in Kerry was traveling to dublin that was yeah. a four hour four and a half hour drive yeah um and back in the day you had a lot of people that would be a green belt for three years because they right. wanted to be in the competitions yeah right whereas because there's uh, there's a, a higher frequency of tournaments now you're going to say like listen that guy's been a green belt for two years what's going on here <laughs> and yeah. i suppose it's shooting because of our standard now even if you are staying green belt for two years um they're not finding it easy to to win tournaments yeah, I mean it's something I've noticed big time at the competitions. There's no, there's no easy matches in any divisions anywhere nowadays. It's no. like the standard is outrageous nowadays. Um, you well, know. A huge part of that have obviously is down to the instructors, the system mm-hmm. of take one that we teach. Mm-hmm. I could honestly say if you came to my hall and taught, or I came to your hall and taught, people wouldn't find a whole lot of difference bar our individual styles of teaching. Yeah, what we're teaching is very much the same, which is I think that's been our our um, our success story, the, the system has been what it is, and we all use the same system. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Competition is the same. Then I mean, you have some very competitive clubs. Yeah. And they're the guys who are always winning. Well, that's the that's right, and that's what you want to build for. That's that's fair enough, you know. Yeah. Um, do you think that there's a an overemphasis on the importance of competition in Taekwondo in Ireland nowadays, or do you think it's well more it's it's it's, it's holistically balanced? Do you know what? I, I think it's it's down to individuals, individual instructors and their clubs. Um, I would say, like, because I can see it from both sides. Um, yeah. To me, there's there's a, a huge um, a huge learning curve by competing. Yeah. Um, you you can be the best in your club at sparring. And you go up to a competition and you realize you're, you're out in the first round. Yeah, yeah. So that can be a great um, learning curve for you, or vice versa. It can be where you've decided, do you know what, last few competitions are not doing well, and you put in the effort and you start pushing in the clubs, and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're getting to the third round for quarterfinals, you're mm-hmm. leaving with a medal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fantastic. Um, but the other side then is if you became where you only did, as we class, pure taekwondo. So you're doing technical sparring, which is, you know, kicking to the back, elbows, all that type of stuff. Um, you, you don't really get a chance to use it. Mm. You can't go out and have a, uh, an old fight with your mate there, like, and pop a few <laughs> elbows off his head, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. If, if you can try and balance it all with a mixture of your pattern, just sparring, the drills, hitting stuff, I've always loved hitting stuff, you know, it's brilliant. Um, Therapeutic. It is. Um, get in some of the self-defense. I mean, you, to me, you don't have to spend um, massive hours with kids trying to teach them 10 different things. Teach mm-hmm. them two or three things that they can grasp very quick. They're going to pick it up a lot like, quicker. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll quote Bruce Lee, you know, no point doing 10,000 different kicks once do yeah. one kick 10,000 times and you've mastered it yeah self-defense are the same basic stuff stick at it with them and you'll see that they pick it up very very fast 
um, I suppose, look, I'm, I'm quite lucky. I was able to go full-time with Taekwondo mm-hmm. in 2008. I used to be a postman. I gave up that. Um, and you're always trying to, you know, you're always trying to, you're watching everything that's in, right? This is what's kind of going at the minute. I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, it's simple. With, with, with teaching, you keep it basic. Make it learnable. That's the huge thing. And the massive part is, if it's not fun, no one's going to want to come training. Mm. Me as a full-time instructor, if I'm not enjoying my class, I don't want to be there myself. Yeah, yeah, and it's a huge part. I, I, I know myself when I'm when I'm going down to teach some nights, I haven't, haven't you know, you might have had a rougher day at work and stuff's not coming together that way. There's nothing. It's 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 it, it, you check that at the door and you go into you know instructor Massive. mode. Get in there. And, get in there with with the attitude. Listen. We're going to have fun. We're going to try and make sure you yeah. all guys learn. Uh, if you have questions, come at me better the questions. We'll try not to spend too long being, you know, we're, we're not trying to give a seven degrees answer to uh, a blue belt. Mm-hmm. I'm going, listen, I'm going to give you the basic answer I can give you. If you want to come back to me with more questions, when I, then I know you're someone that's very interested. And anytime I do the same with, if I've got someone, like I have an assistant instructor, yeah, um, Miss Stanley, or I'll have some of the, the high rates of the black belts, you know, Breaking the groups, all right, grab them, grab them. You teach, you teach, dango and dosan, blah, blah, blah. And I always go to them before they go, remember, you're not trying to give your knowledge to them. You're a first degree, you're a second degree. When they ask you a question, all they want is that answer that, that they can understand. If you're going to go on the route, well, you need to have this done and, and it has to be this. You have to use this kind of motion. They don't want that. Give them the basic answer. See if they're learning it. And push on from there. Yeah, that time to action when you're coaching, it's really important, right? So you, it's, it's easy to spend ages pontificating away about, look how much I know. I've done uh, that. Listen, I've, yeah, I've, look, we all have, right? <laughs> at the end of your life, that was a good going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's asleep on the floor. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I've, I have I have a couple of my black belts that will go, sorry, yeah. Listen, you, you spend a lot of time talking in that class tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, nice I to explained a few things, yeah, but you, you had a story within the story. Mm. that's cool yeah. that's really interesting because you know I, I'm the same I have class assistants and they'll, they'll come to me and they'll call me out on bits and pieces and I as an instructor encourage that and welcome that you know whereas massively because listen the day I think I know all about Taekwondo and don't don't ask me questions and, and, and don't, don't um, pull me up and stuff so that's, that's the day I should pack it in yeah 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 it's an interesting I'm, one. I'm very lucky um, because of my job because like I'm a single parent, so I only have my daughter the weekends. Yeah. Uh, uh, my 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 two older boys uh, come with me the weekends, but they're 22 and 30. Mm-hmm. So on a Tuesday when I finish in the stall at seven o'clock, um, nine times out of ten, I'm driving on to Mallow to, to train with Master Buckley in Mallow. Very good. So I'm in there nearly every Tuesday with these guys doing whatever I'm told to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's nice. And I love it because it means I'm active. And in fairness, Master Buckley doesn't give me any quarters. It's just, yeah, you know. That'd be Master Buckley, though, wouldn't it? It is. You're going, yeah. yeah. It's I'm there, sir. To, to use a cock word, I go, I'm flat, sir. He'd say, yeah, get in there. <laughs> it's nice. It. It's, it's, it's one of the hardest things I've noticed when you're an instructor is to keep up your own training and not just to get caught teaching all the time. Um, it's really important, right? Do, you know, the, the whole thing of do as I say and not as I do, how it comes into it otherwise, you know? It's nice, it's nice to be able to sort of say, like, if we're going to do this, it's going to look like this and I can do it and therefore you should be able to or I'm going to try to do it and therefore so should you, you know? 
I do it every week. Master Buckley knows. He, he's, he's watching me both as I'm training, and he's going, yeah, I can see him. He's stealing all these ideas, isn't he? <laughs> of course I am. Just listen. You know, uh, mimicry is, is, is the best form of flattery. I'm, I'm stealing everything off him, coming back down, thinking, okay, will this work with my guys? Won't this? But it's, 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 it keeps that ticking over all the time. Yeah. I'm also looking at stuff. I'm researching. I'm, I'm thinking of stuff. I'll go back sometimes to when I was a black belt. And, you know, you, you, you get the, the rose tinted glasses on thinking, take one that was way tougher when I was a black belt. When I was a <laughs> and you think, yeah, it was. But it was also a, a bit more dangerous because if you came into class, you didn't spar and you should spar away anyway. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll deal with the consequences afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no guard of and child protection then. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so talk to me a little bit about uh, when did you decide to go from student to instructor? When did you open a club or did you inherit a club or how did that work for you? Oh, um, to be honest, I was I was I'd gone from my original instructor because he moved away and then another guy took over. I was with him for a few years. He stopped and then another guy took over. So I was with him uh, past my black belt 92 and I wanted to teach as it was. I was his senior student and uh, kind of by default, I was teaching most of the classes anyway. Mm-hmm. So I thought, listen, why not do this? Why not pass this on to other people? Like, I, I'm quite lucky. I always had a big group of friends mm-hmm. and it was always great to test out stuff that you learned, <laughs> which I don't encourage now. It was, yeah, you know, grab me from behind and I do this and I lock up your arms and hit you and, you know, get one, get me a headlock and you'd hop them off the ground. And it was fun, but like, for you anyway (laughs) because of the age i was that was normal like to be out with your mates the 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 bit of fun was to jump on them and grab them in a headlock and we'd fight on the ground without killing each other you'd fight yeah okay you see that now when someone's after intervening and they have them up and they've got a mediator in between them and you know (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i just thought yeah this would be a fantastic way of uh, passing it on to other people and I got a great buzz off of teaching people. Yeah, it is. It's so, a nice buzz. Uh, I started teaching in, in uh, Castle Island, which is just outside of Tralee, around 92. I did that for a couple of years where I tummed in and out from Tralee. Tummed in and out twice a week until eventually I got a more about myself and uh, I was in and out with this. Um, and then for a while with the group we were with, it was, it was stagnating. So I got kind of, I got, I kind of bored of teaching. So I passed the club on to her, and I you might be losing the to kind of. I I also myself instructor uh, master Mike now a master master Mike opening school to. It was kind of just we we needed to do something else. He kind of died after that. He he didn't teach really not not, not for much longer after that. Um, so I was teaching another guy, and then we were starting to do stuff. We were starting to interact with the the, the master of wheelies and and the Mr. Ryan's, and you know, um, and I just loved I loved the fact that I was teaching people, and I was could see them progressing, and the shy person coming in the door to to like hitting green belt, blue belt, whatever they were mm. teaching. This, mm. and I was going, look at this, like this is amazing. Mm. Um, and even me myself when I started. I tell this to the students, they don't believe me. When I started at 11 years of age, uh, a good friend of mine uh, from where I live, David Sullivan, David brought me in. 
be able to talk to the, the you know, to anyone. Yeah. Uh, he introduced me to the instructor. I didn't speak to the instructor probably for six months. Yeah. I was in the class. I could be bursting to go to the toilet. I wouldn't. <laughs> I was, was literally, but I, I was, I was reared. Um, like my father's 75 now. I was reared of kid to be seen and not heard and speak when you're spoken to. Right. So I was, I was very, very, very shy, painfully shy. And it's take one that has brought me out of that. Um, like I only ever spoke to my friends, nobody right. else. If a new person came along, I was the last to speak to them. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing to see. I've seen it in my own students. Kids have come into me and they've been, you know, shy and quiet and won't move. And, and their personalities, it just evolves and comes out of them. It's, it's amazing to see. It really is. Um, and I think that's that's true of all kind of sports. Not just take one, my, you know, but my assistant instructor, as it is now, Miss Donnelly, um, She's with me since she's six. She's turning 19 soon. Right. Uh, she would hardly say hi to me, and you know, you barely get a few words. And I remember looking at, I wanted to get someone on to, to, to assist with classes. And um, I remember thinking to myself, look, she's very good at what she does. She's fantastic at Taekwondo, but she's, she's painfully shy. <laughs> and I said, would you be interested to come in and uh, help with classes all of a sudden? She won't shut up now, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah. Like she knows all the kids' names. She knows everyone. She's fantastic at it. She's loving it. And I just thought, wow, if if we can do that for someone, you know, yeah. the, this is the side of it that people don't see. Yeah. They don't yeah. See, um, I suppose they, they don't see the, the gross, the personal gross. That's the huge part. Yeah. And it's a different kind of satisfaction, you know, uh, it's, well, it's math not... and the fact, even though, you know, where where we, we social interaction is a huge part of taekwondo, it's very much, very much, an individual sport. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You can do stuff with people. You can have a great bond with the people. Can great crack coming in training. You know, sparring with that guy. He got you last week. I got him this week. My partner was sharp. Source. My partner was better this week than yours. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. The, the 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 development of what you do is very much down to what you're doing at home yeah i know right what you do outside of that that two three sessions a week is is where the that's where the money is isn't it um so you know the club has been you 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 start teaching you grow the club a little bit and when did the was it the AITA that would have come on the scene first, or the ITA, or before the AITA was, AITA was was um after the RITA kind of we had a few splits in the RITA. It was the AITA that was formulated, Mr. Walsh, mm -hmm. and down the road then um some of us just wouldn't have been happy with how things were going, and we uh, Mr. Cooley, Master Cooley, would have started the ITA. We were always doing stuff together. We were bringing in Master Hutton and stuff like that. Mm. Like Stephen Ryan and Brian Clocken and all these guys were still coming to it. And like At the time, the RIT would have been Master Cooley, Mr. Byrne, myself, Master Murphy, um, one or two more. And then Master Buckley got involved as well. And that's why friendship with him started. I was in Cork for a, with on post doing a, a first aid course in the Montanati Hotel. Okay, nice. Teaching somewhere around, and I messaged him if it was okay to come along and train. I landed down and train with him, and after that, I started going up, going up every Saturday. Great. And um, that was the ITA at the time, and I suppose like after a while, there was 
there was talks of General Choi wanted people to start kind of working together. Mm-hmm. I suppose because we we were closer than we are we were with the INTA, the AITA and the ITA were a bit closer because we kind of worked together and did stuff. We looked at formulating a, a merger, which we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, see, and, and that's what became yeah. the modern ITA, right? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. I mean, it's and it's it's. I mean, it's in a really strong place now. I mean, you can see you can see the standard and you can see the 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 community in that in that association is is it's really it's 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 a it's it's a nice thing to be a part of and it's something to be very proud of. We, I think. we have a great standing internationally from any group. Um, obviously, with with hosting different, we started with IICs and stuff like that. Like I hosted uh, obviously with with the board and that um, two IICs here in Kerry. We started hosting IACs in Dublin. We started hosting IUCs. Mm-hmm. We were always strong at events. We were always at IICs. We were always um, pushing all the time. Um, and then obviously to get to World Championship that time and then win us to be the, yeah, best, yeah. the best country, which is, you know, people might say, oh, I was on an island show. You were going to win. You're going, no, guys, you don't, you don't get us. If someone from Ireland was on, there was no, no umpire from Ireland. Yeah, yeah. So people that won won because their merits. That was it. Um, so yeah, it's it, great standing internationally. Um, like as I said, Master Wheelie is nearly a permanent fixture at IICs. So it likes the Grandmaster Land, Grandmaster Moran, or Grandmaster um, the Cure. All these guys know the likes of Master Wheelie uh, and, and a lot of us uh, on first name basis because we're at them so often. Which and is nice. Yeah, I mean see the standard that, that we're, we have coming forward. Mm. They like our our approach, they like our protocol of what we do. Like if you decided you want to test for fifth degree uh, and you're, we didn't have any high grades here to do it for you, you can only go when Mr. Ryan signs your form. And they, they'll check. They'll go, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you never signed that form. And they go, yeah, he's not testing. Well, he's 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 put himself forward. No, he won't be testing. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and again, it speaks it speaks volumes to the standards of, of Taekwondo around the place because anyone it, there's a lot of there's a lot of strange martial arts out there, and it's nice to have a bit of a continuity and a bit of a process to back up. Well, there is. You know what? Look, and I I can say this with a bit of with with a lot of honesty. I mean, for years, we would have looked at other groups with with a um, with a bit of snobbery, thinking, you know. Mm. Where 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 ITA where ITF where where the best blah blah blah. And look at the standard they have; it's shockingly bad. Of course, you have to look back at what were they being taught, who were they learning it from, and if if that's the best they were they were learning, well then it's it's wrong to have have a, a snobbery about you to say, um, you know, ours is better. Mm. And especially, you know, given our, our own history, like we weren't, you know, we weren't, all, we weren't always yep. at this standard that, you know, this is so exactly I, I do find us sometimes when we get inquiries from different people about uh, maybe wanting to join and they think, oh, my God, you have to do this, this and this. Um, it can be hard, but it's look, it's no different than being in the job. Yeah. Being, OK, we need to upskill you to go to this. It's worth it like, in the long run. It's definitely worth it for the members in the long run to sort of put the effort in. And not even that. Look, look at what it gives you opportunities to go to. Like, I, I, one of my guys go to one of the squads. He went up to a few of the squads. Yeah. He was a good sparrow in my club. He got hockeyed above. Hockey. <laughs> but he came back down. He said, loved it. He says, the guys, yeah. 
chatted to me afterwards and said, like, you kept rushing in, so you were wide open for that side kick. You kept doing this, you were wide open for that. He went yeah, that learning him. opportunity there is just huge for people, Massive. right? He, he, he went for lunch with them, they chatted, and he said, these guys were quite friendly. Whereas, yeah, yeah. Whereas the... the I suppose the, the, the feeling out there might be if you went in there, they're going to kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're only happy to see someone coming into a national squad, giving it a try, and maybe maybe you might go in and start you know, beating some of them. Or maybe you're coming in and they can see the mistakes you're making and after a while they're telling you, sure, that's a learning curve. Yeah, big time. It's always good to have a different perspective, you know. Um. I'm I'm curious. I'm going to change tack a little bit with you, yep. if you don't mind, because you you have a really really good pedigree as an international umpire. And where where did that that kind of desire to go become a a world referee come from, or any any particular attraction to that? What was the reasoning behind that? You know, if I was to give a very straight and blunt answer, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not a competitor. Okay. Do you That's know. Not- um, my, my, my instructor never brought us to competitions. Um, and the few I did try it in because obviously we know competition training for us. I just didn't do well in them. Yeah. I tried some of the World Cups. I got a bronze in Riva del Garde, I think, for patterns. Um, tore my, 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 um, tore against me in, in my knee sparring, you know, at that. But had a fantastic tournament. Met so many friends from us. Yeah. And then because also I was heating up on a higher grade. Yeah. I just knew competition wasn't going to be something I I, I was going to do well as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know what? Um, from being at a lot of ISTs and Grandmaster Boss and the guys going, listen, you can have different paths and take one. You know that. There's a path of being a leader. There's a path of being a competitor. There's a path of being a coach. There's a path of being an umpire. And I thought, wow, you know what? Yeah, I'd like that. And then. Obviously, with our own tournaments, I liked umpiring because what I loved was going back over the years, there was very unfair umpires. Yeah. Oh, oh he's from Kerry. There's four. There's two Kerry judges. He's going to win. He's from <laughs> Dublin. There's two Kerry, or two Dublin judges. He's going to win. And it, it, like it was. It was just, I suppose, how it was back then. But mm. what I loved, once we started getting the, once we started getting the proper training, yeah, the 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 huge the huge emphasis that was always put out there for umpires was, you're neutral, you show no bias. Yeah, yeah. What I loved is then being there, knowing that no matter who was there, if it was my own son, my own son came to black belt, it was my own son in front of me. If the other guy was better, he was getting my vote. I know we've all been there. I've had I've had my own students on the mats, and sometimes you just have to turn the flag the other way because it's the right thing to do, you know. And, and this is the thing, and I I've always explained to them, guys. If, as your instructor, I vote for you and you win, I said, I've done you a disservice, and for sure I've done the other competitor a disservice. And I said, then I've also compromised myself because... Yeah. I mean, like, we can't sit up there and pontificate around integrity and all of this and then, you know, be the complete opposite because it's convenient for us, you know? It's not... not... For years, I wanted to go internationally compete. I watched the likes of Master Barry, uh, Mr. Jack Sheehan, and a few more like that were always doing. I was I always wanted to go, but because then I was like, I started teaching full time 2008. But I had no one that would cover my classes when I was gone, which would meant because I was full time, I couldn't close a club for a week. Yeah, okay. Uh, even though I work close now, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I couldn't close for a week because it was my income. Yeah. Um, and then 
eventually when Miss Stanley came on board and I felt comfortable enough, she'd all, she's all her courses done. She's trained up. Yeah. She's an instructor in her, in her own right right now. So I you know then now I can go and do this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to be able to, from a financial point of view, to go, listen, uh, I'm going to go to the, the, the Roma Open. I'm going, go, I'm going to go to the, the Dutch Open. I'm going to go for all this international experience. But yeah. uh, not just from the financial side. As I said, I'm a single parent, so my, like, my daughter's 11. So I have her weekends. So if, if I'm going off like this all the time, I'm missing yeah, out no. on that. No, and, it's as a, look, there's a balance, as, right? As you know now, you, as, you know now as, a, as a new dad, yeah. if someone says to you, listen, I need you work-wise, I need you to go away for a week, you're going to go, hmm. Yeah, I know, right? It is. This is a massive Especially nowadays, right? <laughs> you were daughter as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Listen, they're, they're, that's what they do. <laughs> I'm not sure. That kind of, I know. And rightly so. <laughs> so, I mean, let me let me think about um, what for you, like going, staying on the umpire and stuff, uh, which, 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 are, which, which are harder divisions to mark for you? Is it sparring? Is it patterns? Is it spec? Is it power? What do you think the most... What, or what, where do you think the most kind of difficulties in modern umpiring lie, or what that sort of stuff? I've never umpired power. Wow. There you go. Never have. Um, I've seen even at her own ones, and I, I looked at Mr. Byrne or Mr. John Moriarty, they're the go to guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is the one thing I would like to see maybe a bit more of, because unfortunately, we do, we, we, we specialize. Whether through intention or accident, yeah. Yes, we specialise. I think everyone should be made to do every, every part of it. And then, then you, have, you have a much broader knowledge. Um, mm. I think the hardest one to to, um, to judge would be the, the pre-arranged free sparring. Okay, okay. That is very, very tricky because you have to keep in mind, have they done more than three acrobatic movements? What is classed as an acrobatic movement? Yeah. What in contact? Was that a final blow? Did they overstep? You know, is the time right? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with a pattern, you know what the pattern is. You know the heights. You know the the, the dimensions. You know what's happening. Changes mm, mm. is is someone else's. Um, you might be lucky enough to have seen it before, and now you're seeing it again. Then you can judge it a bit better. Mm. And yet we still see you know wide inconsistencies in something like patterns. I've seen pattern scores go up on the board before, and you know. You're kind of one eyebrow goes up, going, "That's, that's there's something wrong there," do you know. And I mean, I wonder, like, where does that, where does that discrepancy come from, and how do you think we can combat that? A huge, a huge part of that I've noticed is if we go with patterns. So the international umpires that have been trained are we're using all the modern technology, we're using our our, our screens, and you're being sent stuff to say, right, have a look at this. What do you think? And then they can show it to you. Frame by frame, mm. and it's been broken down so 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 much that you're able to see the mistakes. So you're getting more knowledge now. Obviously, you're only, you're only making a real time decision there and then. Yeah, yeah. But you have that knowledge from before of okay. A lot of people are as they're moving. There's a shoulder movement that shouldn't be happening. They're they're dipping too much. There's a there's a, an extra little step that they shouldn't be taking. Like yeah. simple. We we know now very very basic we go with juche okay um you're here you're raising the leg the leg is going out it's been held if the foot on the floor hasn't turned 
There we are. That, that's a mistake. Yeah, because what it means is they're relying solely on the adductor muscles here. Yeah, yeah. And then as they turn, they're already, they're already more or less turned. Yeah, so they, yeah, 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 yeah. But now because that's spotted very, very clearly, we know this is one thing that's going to be a mistake if they don't do it. Whereas they're very good competitors, everything works right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the devil is definitely in the detail and patterns, isn't it? Hugely. Even from like a step turn point of view, you know if the foot is turned beforehand. Like, so I suppose the knowledge has gone up there because of media, you know, it's recording. It's recording what people are doing. You can break it down frame by frame and you can go, oh, there, there that's where it is. You know, the work, to me, I think one of the hardest things to do is when we've seen it once or twice at our own tournaments. The course will come up with, with, with the phone to you. Look, look <laughs> what happened. And you're going, guys, you got it from that point of view. Yeah. The umpires might have seen that in the center. Referee didn't see it. You're taking it from that point of view. That's very hard for someone to see. Would you like to see something like video review brought in for certain things? I, I, do you know what? I do like with the sparring where the uh, WTF, I know the WT now, I always call them WTF, yeah. where a, a coach can, they have Challenge so many, or whatever. Yeah, they have so many cars they can hand in and it's yeah. a VAR. Um, but sometimes because then is that stopping the flow of, of the bout, which is, yeah, it's the, it's, it's the, it's the classic argument around this sort of stuff, isn't it? I, I can see the change. Like geez, when I started, uh, um, when I started, um, umpiring, you know, you stop when someone got hit you hard, you know, hit you. <laughs> the flow was go, go, go. It's starting to come back a bit now because for a while it was stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, nearly to the point of point sparring. Right, right. Whereas now there's getting a bit more flow to it again, which is good because, like, think about it yourself when you're sparring. Sometimes you need to set someone up to catch them with something. And if it's being stopped straight away, you're, you're not getting that flow because yeah, yeah, more yeah. competitors are very, very good. It's it, it, it is it's it's an interesting one. I mean, like the I think Taekwondo sparring often gets a bit of a bad rap for its you know its its light contact or whatever, and especially in the the wider martial arts world, people go ah this is just tippy tappy stuff. And like I mean, there's there's no good way to get kicked in the face for a start. But like, um, yes, I I I think it's getting a little bit better with the contact. I mean, I think you know as there's going to be a big difference between you know green belt sparring and senior black belt sparring and we expect the contact to be more there i suppose you know but uh, how do you think taekwondo uh, as a sort of tra- or any traditional martial art how do you think that's sort of sitting now in the the modern martial arts world where things like mma and brazilian jiu-jitsu and all of these martial arts are really in vogue at the moment our styles or systems are you know how does taekwondo stay relevant in in the modern world See, I suppose a huge thing for us is because, and this this is just, I suppose, because I, I do watch a lot of stuff on different martial arts, and I do love to 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 hear about different things. But mm. a lot of people just see Taekwondo as it's for kids. Yeah. And it, it, they're all Mac Dojos. Everyone's getting a, a belt. Everyone's getting this. Everyone's getting that. Um. And when they're seeing very young black belts. Now, I do love the fact that our group has minimum age 13. Yeah, um, I think it's good too. It is. Sometimes I wonder whether... Um, 
maybe there's a bit more criteria needed for for moving up higher in your in your level. Um, like I, I see a lot of groups, Scotland, place like that. It's there's like I won't say a thesis, but it's like um, you have to put in a um, not like a storybook to to go up your blackboard. Right, right. Like a continuous yeah, assessment. Or knowledge in there. Um, as a traditional martial art, I'm liking it. I'm I'm liking. I'm liking the ISCs now where they're starting to go back a bit more to, listen, when you block something, you've got to make sure you're, you're damaging someone's arm. Right. It's not about having it so perfect that your block goes, and it's in the exact, so your, your outer form is chest line. Your, yeah. your, your, like, if it goes slightly past and then back, you know, you can taper it up or down for when you need to compete. Yeah. It's, a, it's, 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 I mean, Again, it's not. It's there's more to take on. In my head, I always have it. There's more to take on than just combat, right? It's not just a combat sport. That's just a facet of what we do, you know. And even today, I was able to do the class online for for our students, and it was all technical and it was all fundamentals. And you know, because you can't you can't spar online like me and you can't physically hit each other now, but yeah. we can certainly talk about well, like this is how I think this one finishes and blah blah blah. And it's just a lovely system to have from that point of view that you have the the art side of the martial art as well as the the, the you know. I think that's really nice. I think that's one of the things I think helps keep it relevant and keeps it interesting for people, you know? It does, and a huge thing is because we're, we're very, very lucky. I mean, I've got over here, I have the 15-volume encyclopedia over here, mm-hmm. and I know I can come back to the reference. Yeah. Or um, I can send an email to Grandmaster Morano. Mm. Very happy to reply to you and say, sorry, in this, what was that thing? Or as we do when we go to our technical seminars, you ask Mr. Ryan, Master Wheatley, Weber, and we can come to consensus. Or you can go, no, I actually don't agree with that. And then you can look for clarification from the ITF technical committee, and they'll come back with, no, it's actually this. Mm, mm. It's nice you the know, way that there's... It is. We have a great backup for everything. Mm, super, super. Um, let me think. La, sort of la, la, last few questions. How about we we, we quick we quick fire some taekwondo yep. questions at you and just get some good shot reactions. So, um, favorite pattern. Favorite pattern would be tege. Tege. Uh, favorite kick. Favorite kick. I love sangbang chagi. Sangbang. We all love a good sangbang chagi. Uh, favorite hand technique. Favorite hand technique would be Boris. Oh, lovely. Nice. And uh, least favorite technique. Least favorite technique. Ooh, that's a tricky one. I don't have any least favorite. I love them all. Yeah, I love there's, there's the answer. To get ones that you can learn. And those ones we don't use in patterns. But if you go into the encyclopedia, they're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this one. What about the pattern you definitely want at your next test? Well, it's obviously take A, right? No, I, I um, see for me, I want to be challenged. So okay. I definitely want Juche and, and, and Moo Moo. There you go. <laughs> yeah, why not? If you're yeah, going to no, look for the easy just... ones, it's no good. You've you got to be challenged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I suppose, I mean, like, uh, these are just sort of rapid fire fun questions just to sort of play with your brain and have a bit of crack. But is there anything else though? Supposing you're in Kerry and you're watching this now and you want to go training in Kingdom Taekwondo and COVID-19 is well and truly done, how can people get in touch with you and how can they find you and all of that? Facebook, Instagram pages, um, Kingdom TKD. Um, 
I teach Monday, Wednesday, Friday in Tralee, Tuesday mm-hmm. and Thursday in Lestol. Um, mm-hmm. You know, give me a shout. Yeah, big time, big time. Well, Master, it's been a it's been a really interesting chat with you. I've had I've had loads of fun, learned an awful lot. Um, I suppose look, if you when all of this blows over, we'd love to have you up to Carrick to do a bit of training with us at some stage. We'd love to let you come up and run a session and pick up some some tips and be really 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 good for everyone. I think. Um, but look, I hope you're staying safe and you're staying well and. You know, if this all blows over quick, and uh, well, yeah, look, we, we, we can only all do what we can do. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm about to go and grab my dog and take him for a good walk. Um, good, and then it's just chill for the night. Um, obviously, I have been looking at what ways I can help my students. Um, mm-hmm. do you know what? As much as I, 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 I think it would be nice to go online and teach classes and that, there's so many out there doing this. I mean. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a case of why reinvent the wheel. There's lots of stuff out there for the minute for, for students, but I will I will contact my own students and just send messages and say, right guys, if you'd like that, or even if it's Zoom to do um, different training. Yeah, um, yeah. At the minute, I'm I'm help or not helping. I'm I'm taking part in um, an online stretching course with um, there's a guy part of our ITF, uh, Mitch Ruteros in St Martin's. Super. Uh, he's he's doing his thesis for his fourth degree on stretching. Um, he's he he's a, he's an, a, an instructor with the light chick um, elastic steel stretching. Oh, okay. Um, and like I was on him during the week. I, I did a, I did a class with him. Six weeks of training with him at one stage. Oh, I'm going to say last year, but he's doing this for his thesis. So there's a few people he's doing it with. So I was with him on Wednesday. And tomorrow again at one o'clock. It's an hour and a half of stretching, and do you know what? It's uh, it's fantastic. You're leaving sore with sweat dripping off you, and you don't feel you've done a lot. That's cool. Um, That's cool. But I I like what he's doing because I like the method of he's using and the explanations. To me, it's the best part. He can explain why he's doing what he's doing. Right, right. That's so uh... I would say to you, if if you have an hour to kill there. I'll set you up with them, get in and do a session with it. It's good. Absolutely, yeah. And for everyone else listening or watching, if you want to, we can certainly, if you want to pass the details on to me, I'll add it to the definite, link. Definitely, definitely. And I, I think uh, it'll be a fantastic thesis he does for his fourth degree. And um, it's, it's uh, look, it's, everything else is more knowledge. Indeed, indeed. Cool, cool. Well, look, I think we should we should call it today. Um, cool. it's, been, it's been a really good chat, sir. I really appreciate you taking the time out. Um, like I said, hopefully everything blows over soon and we can get back to doing... That's exactly it. They're back in and start doing, doing extra stuff. And uh, look, the, the the best to Rebecca and and your little one as well. And enjoy the time you have with them. Yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. You too. Take care, right? All right then. Slong. Appreciate it. Slong, if all slong. Thanks, sir.